Welcome to Fielding Questions, a podcast produced in collaboration between Ag Country Farm Credit Services and the Red River Farm Network that explores the world of farm finance and rural life. Certainly a lot of dynamics at play in this marketplace, uh, both on the expense side as well as the, the marketing side of the ledger. Our guest is Ag Country Market Education Specialist, Katie Tangen. Katie, as you take a look at it, can you uh, give us kind of the lay of the land? What are you seeing out there? You know, the last few weeks or so, it's been a lot of back and forth for for all the crops, but really we're still very close um, to contract highs, more so in corn, but soybeans as well. Uh, Wheat, we've had some really volatile moves, but I think that's to be expected when we have prices as high as they are. But the other part of this whole conversation that's gotten a lot of attention is fertilizer prices. In some cases, we've seen, you know, especially nitrogen, more than twice what it was at this time last year. So there's a lot of talk about corn acres and if we can really um, justify corn with these sort of fertilizer prices. But when it gets right down to it, remember, we work on a margin. And last year, at this time, we were looking at, at corn prices that were maybe, you know, 4 or 420, somewhere in there. And now we're looking at prices for the December 22 crop that are 5, you know, 540, 550. So we can tolerate a lot of that increase um, and still make money. You know, we might not make as much money as we made uh, in, in 21 when we had, at the end of the year, at least a whole lot of higher priced corn and we still had the cheaper fertilizer. But what's really concerning um, in a lot of cases is what if we sell that corn now and don't price fertilizer? You know, that that raises a lot of questions for spring, Um, you know, if you end up with even higher priced fertilizer. And it's hard to say that that's what will happen. But those are the things we have to keep in mind when we start our sales this year. So one has to go with the other, correct? One has to go with the other. And, you know, it's not. I don't know if it's necessarily one is better than the other. A lot of that depends on your situation. But if you're going to price your corn, make sure you have some of that fertilizer locked in. If you haven't priced your corn, you know, then try to not not price your fertilizer. In a lot of cases, guys have already at least bought some, so we should probably have some um, corn sold. You know, first blush when we started looking at these rising fertilizer prices, I think the natural inclination was we'd see a, a big reduction in corn acres, but what you're saying, that's not necessarily going to be the case. It's not necessarily going to be the case, and, you know, I've run a couple different scenarios, and granted, everyone's soil is different, so everyone's going to have different application rates. Wheat, even at higher price levels, is still trailing a little bit behind, and that may be the crop that actually gets the more support from from the higher nitrogen prices, if for no other reason than that balance sheet actually does have an issue right now, so we can't afford to lose as many acres. Um, There's really a lot going on there, but you have to look at your situation. I think it's important to figure out, you know, what does it cost to fertilize for an acre of corn? You know, what is it going to cost the fertilizer for an acre of wheat or beans or whatever it is? You know, and then figure out what kind of yield you need on the corresponding crops to have the same revenue. Certainly, uh, we're blessed with being able to grow a lot of different crops in in this uh, footprint as well. Uh, How how does that figure into the mix? Because some of these specialty crops, uh, the contracts are looking pretty attractive there as well. They really are. I think, you know, corn and beans, they're off on their own. That's, you know, they're a lot more widespread. But especially when we look at spring wheat, 
you know, it does come into play because we have competing crops in a lot of spring wheat areas. I know, you know, confection flowers, we've seen $37 contracts already, uh, and that's early. That can go two ways. You know, if they're offering it this early, they might fill up faster too. Um, but it does certainly raise the question of at least as we get through January and February, um, where those specialty crops come in, you know, what their markets are at. And some of them are pretty closed. You know, dry beans, we don't get a lot of feel for what's going to be offered until we get further into January. But the price support is likely going to be there because they still have to keep acres, you know, from soybeans or, or canola or some other um, broadly safe crop in a lot of cases. Certainly with all these logistical problems, uh, product shortages have been uh, a concern and an issue. Uh, we're hearing a lot of retailers saying a lot of purchases are being made here in, in the fourth quarter. Um, is that the, the sense you're seeing as well? Yeah, and there's a couple different reasons for that. You know, one is everyone wants to make sure that they have their spot reserved, and that that's fine. Um, when you have logistics problems, keep in mind that unless you have it in your possession, there's no complete guarantees, although they'll do their best. And obviously, the earlier you get in line, the, the better off that's going to be. The other part is, you know, we've had pretty good revenue um, for 2021. So there's probably some tax um, planning going on that we maybe haven't seen quite so much of in the past few years. When you talk about chemical, uh, both prices are a little bit high or harder to predict. They won't typically price prices until they ship. So there might still be some flux in that. How that plays into spring planting decisions is hard to say. I mean, if you think you're going to get it, you're still going to plant on, on the same crop. You might have to make some adjustments next spring if there's a logistic issue, but we can't plan on that, at least for the moment. Um, when it comes to fertilizer, we have to keep in mind that, yeah, there's the logistics of getting it from point A to point B, but there's also some ingredient logistics. There's, you know, time planning so at least this week and in part of last week you know natural gas prices have come down quite a bit which in theory should make fertilizer cheaper right but the fact is there's also a lag so yes it will help eventually for fertilizer prices to come down but it may not be until after this year's application season so the immediate impact would be just on fertilizer manufacturer margins with the follow-through for the 2023 crop. Um, you know, there's a lot. Uh, we're, the closer we get to quarter two and where the, some of those products are to go down, the less impact any, you know, change in, in fundamentals is going to have on producer pricing. A lot of... Uh... A lot of balls in the air here when you take a look at what's going on with uh, input costs and, and acreage decisions and such as we're going to uh, next year. Uh, certainly, if folks have questions, they can uh, always give you a call or any of the offices. Yep, they sure can. Um, you know, we have our, our website at www.agcountry.com. And if you go on that website, we have a list of all locations, all the phone numbers. And then we also have, um, you know, all of our different departments. So insurance tax planning, um, succession and retirement planning, and then obviously we have the, the finance part of it as well. So uh, give your office a call and we'll see who we can get you hooked up with to help you out.
Say, if you have a question about a financial topic, we would love to hear from you. You can send Ag Country a message on Facebook. You can tweet at them on Twitter or submit your question using their website, agcountry.com.